Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made it. We will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup of whatever you enjoy drinking. Uh, and uh, we're just happy that you're with us. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. The Son has set us free. We are free indeed. And now how can we live from the freedom that He's already provided? And we drink some really good coffee. So I ho- hope you're enjoying your day so far. Uh, and we do want to just say thank you uh, for listening. We realize you may be listening while you're on a walk, maybe while you're exercising, maybe while you're at work, maybe while you're just relaxing. I don't know, whatever that is, but wherever you're listening from and to us, we're, we're appreciative of you. We, we value you. Uh, we pray for you. We really do, our listeners, because we want you to experience the freedom that Jesus says you already have. And so thanks for joining us today. We've been talking about kind of going through this like enjoying God, like remembering that just this this focus, this invitation that we can enjoy God, and, and and a huge part of that then is the spiritual rest. So we've gone through that that a little bit before, but I, I started last time on this. You know, what's the gap between knowing that we've already been uh, provided spiritual rest? Christ has already accomplished everything to give us that rest, but now experience, experiencing that, what's the gap? And I mentioned a few of the things, <laughs> a few things last time. A lot of times it means giving up something or quitting something, letting go of a certain system of living or way of living that you were living the Christian life, uh, which was the very first one that I said is quit trying to live a Christian life and realize that Christ is your life. Uh, so we did that last time, and I want to mention a few a few more, and I kind of introduced the the one I want to start off with today last time is, is um, so the, the first two real quick, uh, quit trying to live a Christian life and realize Christ is your life. The second one was giving up the self-effort, self-sufficiency, the doing something for God mentality, and embrace Christ as your source. He is the source, capital S, source. And the third one is, is giving up being behavior-focused. And become life focused, capital L focused. This is this is going to ruffle some feathers, I'm sure, because people have accused me of well, you're just you just saying behavior doesn't matter. No, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. But much of what's turned into modern day Christianity has become a focus on all the rules, all the things you're supposed to do and not do, all the values you're supposed to have, all the things and 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 not on relationship, not on Christ. It becomes about those things versus Christ himself. And so we become behavior-focused, even when talking about addiction. We just did a, a series on addiction, and you can become so focused on all the steps or the rules or the things you're supposed to do, and we lose our focus on Christ himself. And so this is can be really, really challenging because because um, because it's something that's ingrained in us in other ways and in our lives. And, and now the church has also, I think, ingrained us. The messaging that we've received maybe has ingrained us is here's all the, the spiritual things that you need to do to be a good Christian. And here's all, of course, the sinful behaviors that you need to stay away from. So what does that do? Well, according to Scripture, that's, that's a legalistic way to live. It's a, it's a law-focused way to live. It's, 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 and actually that kind of stuff actually inflames the flesh, Focusing on not sinning or trying to be more spiritual is nothing more. The, the being more spiritual part is nothing more than religious flesh, and the trying to stay away from sin is nothing, nothing more than uh, self righteousness by trying to avoid certain sins. And so, none of these things actually. Scripture says that it inflames it. It actually, the more you try not to sin, in other words, uh, it, the worse it gets. And so that's becoming behavior focused. What I'm doing and not doing for God, or what I'm staying away from and not 
and 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 not participating in it becomes it becomes focused on me and what I'm doing and not doing and we should be focused on Christ that's where freedom's going to come and so so God God the purpose of God's uh, for our lives is not for us to be built around a, any kind of system of rules or or or, or values even or um, or or laws or any type of type of that's it, that's nothing more than legalism which is going to be kind of my next one I'm going to go into but this is this is just focusing on behavior the behavior part of it and I want to use the example of uh, because here's the thing a focus on behavior will not create intimacy with God, and it will not lead to a godly lifestyle because there are unbelievers, people who are unbelievers that are focused on doing the right things and staying away from the wrong things. It's, it's trying to live a moral lifestyle. And I want to use the example of the garden because this is what was first presented to Adam and Eve, right? They had two choices. God gave them the power of choice, which is really one of the most freeing things that we can experience. One of the, one of the deepest core roots of freedom is, is choose, the, is, is the freedom to choose. And so God set up that system of choosing. God set up that the power of choice. Okay, it wasn't a system. It was a the power of being able to choose, for human beings to choose to trust him, or to trust their own resources, their own their own way, and so um, he created individuals to trust him, to depend on him, to enjoy him, to express his love in and through them. That was the original design. Okay, and so this this aspect of of choice is is one of the core issues with freedom. But there's no you know, because if there's no choice, if there's no real choice, then there's no real freedom. And so, so there's two trees. Okay, remember the tree. One was the tree of life. Okay, Adam and Eve would make a choice. Uh, one was a tree of of the knowledge of good and evil. And so, um, this would sh- they would choose, and how they would choose would would result in the destiny of of all humans uh, from that point on, uh, because because the tree of life. Was in this was in the garden, and so was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, so God tells them ahead of time. He gives them that He gives them. Okay, do not eat from. You can eat from any of these trees, except for this one. Okay, so He He had placed all kinds of trees in the garden, but there was only one tree they were forbidden. And He He so He get, He gives them the warning ahead of time. He gives them the encouragement. He gives them, and it was the tree. It was it was for their own good. In other words. He was he was giving them this because this was going to lead them to the moral lifestyle, to knowing all they knew up until that point was God. All they knew up was life in Him. All they knew was life, capital L life. They didn't know good and evil. They didn't know right and wrong. And so He He gave them this choice uh, because there again there's no there's no freedom without choice. And see, He wanted he, the invitation here is He He's inviting them to choose Him. Because again, if if it's just if it's just robots, then because if if we're not if we're not free to choose him or not choose him, there is no real freedom. So he wants he's inviting us to choose him to choose to live from the tree of life. That's the choice. The choice would be to to choose life or to choose death. Because he tells them if they were to eat of the knowledge the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they will surely die. He tells them that. Okay, this is not a physical death. This is a spiritual death. Okay, uh, they would be they would die and be separated from God. They would not be enjoying the intimacy, the life, the relationship they had up until that point if they chose this. So the choice is there. It's life or death, <laughs> life or death. And and so they would either continue 
to live in total dependence and live from the tree of life or choose to live independence. So what does the enemy do? The enemy comes and deceives them in the garden. He, he tell, Basically, the deception is, well, God's not really giving you the whole deal here. He's not really tell, telling you the whole deal. And so that's the first deception is that God's not really good. God's really not for you. You can be your own God. That's the deception. That's the lie. You can be your own. You don't really need all that. Um, he's not giving you the whole story. Right, and that was it. And so they, they, they were convinced. That's the decept. The deception is is still deception. But w- when we become convinced that it's true or that God's really not who He says He is, that's when the deception takes hold and becomes the lying belief. They were convinced. The lie was presented. They took hold of it, and they ate of the tree, and they disbelieved. And they were convinced that God was withholding something from them. That God wasn't maybe good, or God was. God was not for them or, or whatever that may be. And so they ate from the tree and Adam did the same and and their eyes, guess what happens? The, the scripture talks about their eyes were now opened. They, for the first time, re- realized that they were naked. They were, they were, the shame entered in. That's when the, the, the oh, they, they knew good and evil. They knew what God had told them and they knew what they had chosen at that time. They became aware, they became conscious now of good and evil. They became conscious in their own minds of right and wrong. And from that day forward, every <laughs> every day of their life would be lived out of that. Um, and so that was that was what was set up. That was the the freedom to choose to choose to trust God or to choose not to. And so his desire was that they simply allow him to be the source again. That word source and authority in their life. And that's what that's this idea of then building our lives around right or wrong. Because un, an unbeliever can can choose to live a moral lifestyle. Uh, and so that's why I say is that we, we if we become so focused on right or wrong or, or or good or bad or religious or non-religious or this is spiritual, this is not spiritual, I don't really believe God's inviting us to to focus on that. We already know because the Spirit of God's never going to lead us to something that's not good for us, never going to lead us to sin, never going to lead us to... So we've already got the Spirit in us. He's our life. He's our source. So now as we become focused on Him as our life... We can trust that he's not going to lead us down those roads, down that path. We don't have to be behavior-focused. We're life-focused. But if this means that we've got to give up that obsession with, which the church is just so, in my opinion, so obsessed with, and, that, and, and all the resources and messages that are given, and here's all the ways to be more spiritual, or here's all the ways to stay away from sin. And yet, it's the relational part of it. It's Christ is your life. Christ is your source. It's it's life focused, not behavior focused, and 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 so that's that's what we're invited to. It's 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 this it's this way of living that we've that we've chosen. And, and again, what is the you know the the question becomes then is that we we start asking questions like, well, will this make me more spiritual, or will this be right for me or wrong for me to do? And those, to me, are all the wrong questions when we're talking about the spiritual life, this life of rest, because this life of rest is not, is this right or wrong? We already know whether it's right or wrong, because the Spirit of God in us is always going to lead us to what is good for us, what is right. So the question, really, the right question is, um, because Christ is my life, Christ is my source, am I expressing Him as my life and my source in this, in this activity or in what I'm doing? So the the answer that's the question. The question is, am I expressing? You may want to write that down. Am I expressing him as my life, him as my source, and whatever I am participating in? 
instead of, is this right or wrong? Is this good for me or bad for me? Um, that's how the world does. And, 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 I, and as someone who's not a Christian is living can live based on right and wrong, based on what's good for them or what's not good for them. So there would be little difference in looking at someone who's a believer and an unbeliever if they're living by a moral lifestyle or by a, even by the Ten Commandments. And I don't, again, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Ten Commandments are good. They're from God. But we're now living life by the Spirit. We've got the Spirit of God in us. We're not guided by the Ten Commandments. We're not. Um, and, 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 or the Golden Rule, even. Or, or whatever. An unbeliever can live by those and believe in those. And so we're invited now to live by the life of Christ. That's spiritual rest because I'm going to tell you this, being behavior-focused is exhausting. It's anything but restful because it's focused on what you're doing or not doing. And so it's, it's not rules and the way of living. It's, it's relationship. And that leads me into my next one, which is, which is the fourth one kind of in this. If you're writing these down, taking these notes, uh, the, the fourth one is giving up legalism, giving up religion, Giving up the law, which is kind of what I've been talking to. If you if you're you're focusing now your life on Christ, not religious activity, a moral lifestyle, or even on and hear me on this, even on obeying His commands, because again we read the scripture in Matthew about about come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. His invitation is to trust Him. So obeying his commands are not burdensome anymore because his commands are basically believe me and love others. And that's not burdensome. That's not heavy for us because he wants to do that in and through us. The pressure is off of us. The pressure is off to get that right and do that right. Legalism legalism basically is defined as anything that we're doing that is going to try to make us more spiritual or or stay away from all the it's all it's all it's the man-made rules, religion, values that get us to focus on externals versus the internal reality of Christ. It's it's the modern day law, which was the Ten Commandments and all the other six hundred plus laws that the uh was was the old covenant. It's the modern day of that. That's what legalism. I I, I my experience I had experience of that. Uh, you know, just in my in my upbringing and 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 some of the religious background that I had, and and went to a went to a college, a Christian college, where we were prohibited from doing certain activities. And guess what? And here's where I say this. <laughs> guess what happened? The more prohibition that was put in, the more people wanted to try to get away with it and do it. You know, we weren't allowed to wear certain types of clothes around campus. We weren't allowed to go to movies. We weren't allowed to dance. We weren't. It was all the things you can't do. Because if you're a good Christian, you can't do those things. And so so then what happened? Well, people wanted to sneak out and go to movies. People wanted to sneak out and go dance. People wanted to – it, it, it inflames. That's what that's what these, this does. It, it, and and Scripture is very clear on this, that it inflames, it inflames that. Trying not to do something or trying to be really good actually inflames the religious flesh. If it inflames the law, it inflames legalism. It, it's it doesn't decrease sin; it actually increases it. Uh, and so, so giving up legalism, giving up religion is hard to do because it's been poured into us for so long. For some of us, for me, it was 
that we don't even know any different. That's the thing. So it's like God has to wake us up, I think. There's a realization. There's a freedom. There's a there's a eyes opening uh, where the Spirit reveals, Matt, this is not what I – This it's just me. Focus on me. It's just me. It's not even obeying my commands. It's not even – it's not living a, a, a religious or moral lifestyle. It's not any of the things that you – it's not behavior-focused. It's Christ-focused. It's, it's, it's fixing our eyes on Him. That's the spiritual rest that we're invited to. And I know this may cut against the grain because what all, all this does is – is it leads to to self righteousness in some way? Look at look at how good I'm doing. Look at how spiritual I'm being, and look at all the things I'm saying no to. And it's just totally infiltrated Christianity and the church, and and yet we're invited to live by the Spirit. We're invited to live from this place of spiritual rest. This doesn't mean not doing anything and not participating in things. Absolutely not. But we we make ourselves available to allow God to live His life in and through us to love others. That's totally different than a legalistic mindset or a religious mindset. It's a freedom mindset. It's a freedom mindset of saying, God, you've already accomplished it all. I don't have to do anything or stay or be behavior focused because I can be Christ in me focused. And you're going to get done what you need to get done in and through me. My role is dependence, availability, trust. That's my role. That's our role. That's your role. Maybe that, maybe that just—you've never heard that before. That that, that, that frees you. I, if if so, I hope that encourages you because again, you don't have to agree with me. I get that. We've some of this, some of these things have been so ingrained in us. We don't we don't know any different as I didn't. And so, uh, but I, I've, I saw it firsthand with my own with my own life, and I saw how that just infiltrated me trying to be me focused instead of Christ in me focused. And, and that's what it, that's what it led to. And the, the last one I wanted to mention was, which these all kind of go together, but it's it's giving up performance Christianity. It's giving up performance Christianity because performance Christianity is what's also infiltrated the church. Is look at me, look how spiritual I am. It's it's the do to get mentality. It's the perform. And and those of you that are that struggle with performance and approval, which I have for much of my Christian walk. We'll struggle with this because performance Christianity is is infiltrated the church as well. And the messaging of well, you got to do to God, you got to you got to do for God in order for Him to accept. They may not say it that way, but it's it's this mentality of like if you don't do for God, then He's not going to be pleased with you. He's not going to accept you. You're not as spiritual as somebody else. And 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 it's it's performance. It's jumping through a bunch of hoops in order for God to be pleased. And rest says, God, you've already done the perform- all the performance that was needed was done on the cross and resurrection. Now, as I trust you and your performance, then here's what you say about me. You've made me a new creation. You've given me a brand new identity. You've given me, uh, you, your life is now in me. You are now my source. You are now my freedom and my victory. So now I can choose to either believe that that's true. I can agree with you. And then live from that, that's totally different than, well, I'm missing it, I'm lacking it, so now i got to go out and perform to get it. And so that's where performance, performance Christianity comes in. It's, 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 it's telling us and, and, and giving us the lie that we've got to do in order to get from God. And, and, and you know, the, the Christian life, the Christian life is a day-by-day spiritual rest of allowing Christ to live his life and express his life in and through you. That's what it is. Your lifestyle will be godly. 
Your behavior will be godly as you do that versus I'm focused on doing all the right things and staying away from all the wrong things. That's anything but restful. God is the cause and effect of all of this, by the way. He's already provided at the core of who you are, spiritual rest. Now the freedom is, the freedom comes in in allowing him to do what only he can do. But in order to do that, we've got to give up these other ways that we've been choosing to live to get something from God. And so that's ultimately the Christian life. The, the Christian life is Christ himself. It's him. It's not church. It's not going to perform a bunch of religious activities. It's not a moral lifestyle. Again, it's not even obeying his commands. I know I know that, again, right? We, we, we hear that. We're like, what do you mean, man? I'm not supposed to obey God. Believing God and letting him live his life in and through you is obeying God. Because the more you try to obey him, you're living by the law. You're living by legalism. You're living by man-made rules, regulations, and rituals. That It's just truth. I've seen it in my own life, and, and Scripture points it out. The more you try to do that, the more the religious flesh is inflamed, the more the, the Pharisees were the best-behaved people on the planet at the time Jesus was there. They were the best-behaved people externally. And yet, what does Jesus say to them? You're clean the outside of the cup, but inside... Your hearts are far from me. You don't know me. You haven't trusted me. You're counting on your externals and your moral lifestyle to get you by. And yet you don't know me. You don't know me. You haven't trusted me. They were the best behaved people on the planet. And yet what does God do? God uh, God doesn't call out the, the woman at the well for her having five five husbands and, and now living with the guy she's at. No, she, he doesn't call out the woman who was brought to, to be stoned to death in adultery. He doesn't call them. He, he actually calls out the ones. He says, any of you that are without sin, cast the first stone. And what does the Scripture say? They all, they all left. Right? He, he looks at the Pharisees and he says, you're, you're, you're trying to do all these things to think this is going to be a godly lifestyle. You're trying to think this. You're, you're obeying the law. And yet, that's all you're focused on. You're focused on all the things that you're doing. You're focused on self. The self-effort is self-effort's the essence of legalism, religion. It's self-sufficiency. It's in what I'm doing. And 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 God isn't going to be. In, he's not interested in helping you do that. He what he is interested in you is in you is knowing him as your life. Him as your source, and then allowing him to express his life in and through you. That's what he's interested. That's that's the goal. The goal, that may be your goal to do all those other spiritual activities, but that's not his goal. His goal is to live his life through you. That's that's it. He wants it's relational, not transactional, not 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 it's like you, you when you go to a transaction, you go to the ATM, you put your card in and, and you make a transaction and ask me, I did this the other day and asked me, Do you want another transaction? I, I put in the card and it spit out the money. It's putting in something to get something. That's legalism. I put in something, and God's going to give me something in return. But then there's this realization that God's already given me everything. He's already given me everything. So guess what? What does that mean? I'm spiritually at rest. I can choose that. That's a moment-by-moment directing my mind, setting my mind, taking the pressure, the load off. Maybe you're carrying the load right now, the heavy load, the heavy burden that Jesus talks about of, of religion, of legalism, of the do's and don'ts, of the of all the things that you're trying to be more spiritual so God will accept you more, of all, maybe the, dealing with the addictions and the fleshly behaviors, and you just can't quite ever seem to get it right and get it done. 
Maybe these words right now will say will, will give you refreshment. Jesus says, "Come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Rest comes from an I. Comes from a who, not a what. Maybe you're just so exhausted right now that you, you you can't even see straight. You're spinning you're spinning your wheels in so many different directions. Are you you need the refreshment of the soul right now? The refreshment of the spirit of God in you that says that says I, you're at rest. You're at rest. Trust me. Trust me. I want to live my life in and through you. I want to live my life in and through you. It may seem to ruffle you. It may seem to go against everything you've ever heard is to not focus your life on living by obedience or living a moral lifestyle or whatever that may be. That may have gone as it has as it did as it has for me and it did. It was like, what do you mean? And yet, when you begin to to choose to allow Christ to live His life in and through you, it, it just it you will your lifestyle will be godly. Because the Spirit's not going to, as He expresses Himself in and through you, you, the Spirit's not going to lead you to sin. It's not going to lead you to the religious flesh. It's going to lead you to life because He is your life. So I just a few questions to end on this. Have you spent uh, most of your Christian life just trying to obey God, trying to get it right, trying to stay right, trying to stay away from wrong? Have you based it on doing the right things and staying away from the wrong things? Maybe that's been the entirety of your Christian life, and maybe it is to this day. Have, and the question becomes is how, how well have, how's that worked out for you? How, how well have you done in your efforts? <laughs> because here's the thing, if, if you think you're doing well, remember God's standard is complete righteousness. And guess what? If when I base it on that, that means if I'm behavior-focused and I have to be completely righteous in my behavior, well, guess what? I'm going to miss the mark every day and twice on Sunday. But see, God's did it all to accomplish it now because Christ is in me. Guess what? He calls me righteous. That's an internal reality, not external behavior focused. It's an internal reality. I am now the righteousness of, 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 of God because Christ lives in me. I, he has given me, he's given you the gift of righteousness. Because if you focused on all, here, let's go with victory. If you focused on trying to become Victorious, have you experienced victory? You probably experienced a lot of frustration. Well, how about going after freedom? Have you experienced that freedom by trying harder to get free? Instead of realizing that he's already given you the gift of righteousness, the gift of victory, the gift of freedom? The law is actually, any type of religion or legalism or any of that, is, is, it's, it's actually designed to do that. It's designed to lead us to Christ. For salvation, yes, but also for life. It's 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 what it's going to be your true source of life, which is Christ in you. So rest today, friends. That's what spiritual rest is. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, there's other things that we could talk about in this, but those were the core things I want I wanted to go through. Uh, and and be encouraged in the Lord because you've already got rest. Your, your physical life may be anything but restful right now, but spiritually, you are at rest because Christ has accomplished it all. He's done it all to set you free. Embrace that freedom today. Believe it to be true. Agree with God. Agree with God that you're spiritually at rest. That's the most humble thing you can do today is agree with God that he has set you free. 
and let that just completely transform your life as you as you allow him to live his life in and through you the transformation happens the godly lifestyle happens the the staying away from sin happens it happens because it's it's an inside out transformation it's a spiritual rest to spiritual rest. So I hope that encourages you. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear any feedback. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcasts you listen to. We'd love to just hear any feedback that you have. Also, pick up a copy of our new uh, devotional, Free Indeed, a uh, 31-day Freedom in Christ uh, devotional. We so appreciate you getting a copy of that. We'll leave a link uh, in the in the description notes for that. Uh, and thanks again for joining us. As we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.